T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mr. Fryer, let's go. At the 12 and a safe. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Can, can I share something with you, Groats, from, from I, earlier today? Please. I got to ask Rick Hahn a couple of questions. The first one actually affects you. Hmm. Rick, uh, two questions. One football, one baseball. Huh. Uh, the, fo- the football question is the new GM of the Bears, he said that he's going to reach out to a bunch of the other teams because he likes to get feedback across sports-wise. Wondering, has he reached out to you? And if so, would you be uh, okay with talking to him? Yeah, I I sent Ryan a note when he was hired and gave him my contact information, cell number, email, all that, so that we could connect about each of our organizations, but also on a personal level. Just Here's the reason why I asked that, though. Not just because of Ryan Poles, it's because Rick Hahn's like a crazy Bears fan guy. (laughs) Right. Right, he, he's like, like, like he, I've legitimately, when covering the Bears, run into Rick in like full Bears gear at Bears games. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. So you think he's like sending him a, a text today, like, really trading Khalil Mack? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? WTF? Make me a bicycle clown. Mitch Trubisky is a stealer, y'all. The White Sox and Cubs have got injuries, but baseball's back. Here we go. Base drop. Welcome in. My name is Lauren Thomas, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. On the show, we will get a report from Sox Camp. From Lamont Pope, and maybe he can tell us what the hell the twins are doing. That'll be at one o'clock. We'll talk about Tom Brady unretiring. He's like, ah, you know what? I just want to go play football again. I feel him on that. I'm not mad at him at all. When we come back, you are in for a treat. My buddy Brad Evans is going to be on the show. Uncle Brad is in the house. He is going to help you with your brackets. He's going to tell you about Illinois. He's going to tell you about Loyola. And we'll get his thoughts on those two being in the same region, which I'm sure he has thoughts on. And we're going to talk about the GOAT unretiring. All of that with Brad Evans. He's next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Third team out of the Big Ten is the number four seed, the Fighting Illini of Illinois. Three consecutive 20-win seasons. 
Kofi Coburn, only player in the country, averaging at least 20 points and 10 rebounds. I honestly don't put Brad Evans on my radio show enough. If I had money, I would give it to him because his analysis is worth it. All I can do is show him love and tell you that you should watch his show, Live on the Line on Stadium and Bally Network. You should be following him on Twitter. He gives you winners. I I went along for the ride on a, on a parlay this weekend when he, when he gave me, uh, was it Kansas and and some team in Montana, I was like, I just trust it because it's it's Brad, and Brad knows all, which is why he's the perfect guy on Selection Monday. Before I bring him on, though, there is a little bit of news on the Ogunjobi signing. Larry Ogunjobi, the defensive tackle, the Bears have signed him. Three-year deal. Brad Biggs is reporting it's a three-year deal worth $40.5 million with $26.35 guaranteed. He's a really good player coming off a career year, and he's still only 27 years old. Brad Evans joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. <laughs> Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Mr. Noise, how are you, sir? I am splendid, my man. Uh, happy March Madness to you and yours, and I'm going to be at Circa on Wednesday night doing a hit uh, for my friends there at Beast, and I can't wait to see. I've never been there before. It's it's pretty amazing, and the the sports book itself is out of pocket, man. You're gonna you're gonna oh. have a good time. It's the type of place where where a man like Brad Evans could get himself in a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> uh, there are a number of uh, places that dot the landscape that get Brad Evans in a whole lot of trouble, Lawrence. No, that's true. It really only takes a couple of glasses of tequila and 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 wagering <laughs> to do all of those things. Man, it's good to hear from you. This is your time. This is your time of year when when you get to flex the muscle because you've been watching every single college basketball program out there. So before I ask you some of the specifics. What were some of your overall takes from what you see as the brackets came out yesterday? Yeah, I mean, the first thing that really stuck out to me is the fact that Notre Dame got in. Uh, I thought that was an egregious error, a mistake by the selection committee, and and leaving Texas A&M out. And, um, you know, I was trying to peel back the layers of the onion, dissect the situation, try to grasp and decipher why on earth uh, that the committee and Gavin company made that decision. And the only thing I could really point to is the fact that Notre Dame played the 26th toughest non-conference strength to schedule, and they beat Kentucky. It was one win. And that one win, I think, uh, you know, propelled them into the NCAA tournament field uh, in the first four and kept Texas A&M out. And then the second takeaway from that is the fact that conference tournaments, especially later in the rounds with some of the high majors that are out there, we're not talking about the mid-majors, the single-bid leagues that, you know, you've got to play to get in. But, you know, the SEC tournament, the Big Ten tournament, the ACC tournament, I think by the time Saturday and Sunday rolls around, the committee's already made a decision. They've made a decision whether you're in, whether you're out, and what uh, approximately deadline line that you're on. So most of the field has already been scrubbed, vetted, and setted, and that's exactly what we uh, experienced, I think, with Texas A&M being on the outside looking in, unfairly so. And Notre Dame with 17 quad three and quad four wins, Lawrence, and probably in the dance, and we'll see what happens. They'll probably win like three games and prove everybody wrong. But ultimately, I think the Irish get smoked by Rutgers uh, here in the first four. Well, I'm hoping that they they don't because they 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 run into Bama if they win, 
And the thing about Alabama is I think Bama can win this whole thing. And let me tell you why. Mm. They can yeah. they can win it and they can be gone in the first round. They're that team. <laughs> when you look at the wins that they have this season, their tournament resume is stacked with quad one wins and also head-scratching losses. And it's just kind of like, which Alabama team is going to show up on a given night? No, that's exactly right. Uh, they're maddening. And as you, as a Crimson Tide enthusiast, I don't know how I can stomach a lot of these games. I mean, you, you compete the Zags, and they turn around and lose to Missouri. I mean, it's inexplicable, the roller coaster ride uh, that Nate Oates and company have had this season. The formula is still the same uh, as compared to previous iterations of, uh, of Crimson Tide squads. Uh, they live by the three, and to this uh, season, more often than not, they're dying by the three. They play at a breakneck pace. Uh, they try to rely on defense. It's not been as stiff and unrelenting as we've seen, you know, from last year or the year before that. So, you know, for Alabama, you know, it's just the formula is in place. It's just not firing all cylinders. And you're right. Um, you know, if they can get hot here at the right time, they could emerge to the West. You know, they could take down Gonzaga yet again uh, in the uh, Elite Eight. Uh, but ultimately, they could also lose to one of those first four participants who, by the way, Lawrence, we in 10 years of existence of the first four, nine times we've seen one of those first four winners advance on another seed line. And we all remember what UCLA, who was in the first four last year, what they were able to do. Uh, like DCU and Shaka Smart way back in the day, you know, they blazed trail all the way to the final four. So you never know what you're going to get with the first four. I think it's always an advantageous position for those teams to play a game, get a win, get the confidence up, and carry that momentum in the next game. Which one of those teams do you think it is? Is it Wyoming? Is it Indiana? No, I think it's Rutgers. And and I, I know you don't want to hear it as an Alabama guy, but as you mentioned, that downside of Alabama, you know, they come out cold. If those threes aren't falling at the defense, the guarding, uh, they're a little too loosey-goosey there. I-, I could see Rutgers and Ron Harper Jr. and Geo Baker and that slow, methodical style that they play. They play excellent defense. And Big Cliff Amore, I think, is really the key. You know, he's emerged. He-, he oozes athleticism out of every pore of his body. And it gives him balance offensively and defensively as well. He's a good rim protector. So, uh, I think that's a-, a tough matchup, especially for Notre Dame. And I could see it being a difficult matchup as well for Alabama. So, if I had to sack my chips on one of those first four uh, participants, it's going to be the Scarlet Knights. I don't like the 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 quad that your Illini are in. And the reason why is that yeah. I, I think they'll handle Chattanooga. I, I don't know if it, it'll be easy, but I don't like them having to play either the winner of UAB or Houston. Yeah, look, uh, that UAB-Houston game, under the radar, is going to be dynamite. That matchup, uh, you know, UAB's got guards, and they're aggressive. They get downhill into your chest, and that's Houston's MO as well. They're very aggressive and assertive. They're constantly attacking. They're constantly crashing the glass. So the best offensive rebounding teams in the country, uh, that's the brand of basketball that Kelvin Sampson employs, and his players executed to a T. And, you know, this Houston team has been, uh, you know, just uh, barraged by injuries. The injury imp has been feasting on the flesh of some of their key players this season, but they've weathered the storm, and they're playing fantastic basketball. Now, whether or not they've been really challenged in the AAC, I would venture to say not so much, but uh, that's going to be an epic battle in that first round. And I will say this, there, there are a lot of people, like I saw Seth Davis on the Selection Committee show yesterday, and Seth Greenberg on ESPN show, that both of them picked Chattanooga against the Illini, and I was baffled. Like, I, why? Because uh, Gene Baptiste 
hit a 40-foot shot with two guys in his face at the buzzer in a terribly played game for the most part to advance the mocks into the next round. I know they got Silvio D'Souza, the Kansas transfer, who's a big man in the middle. That's a good thing for Kofi because if you go small ball against Illinois, you pull Kofi Coburn away from the rim, that's where it can get problematic. It's sticky for Illinois. Chattanooga just doesn't have the weapons. And more importantly, Lawrence, uh, Chattanooga, over the last 30 days, number 333 in the country in two-point percentage defense. Kofi Coburn is going to beast in this game. Illinois rolls, and I think they cover the 7.5 as well, and I think they make it to the Sweet 16. What's been your thoughts on this season that the Illini have had? Well, it's been a roller coaster ride. Um, you know, they, they've reached some incredible heights, and they've had some lousy lows. And it's, it's really hard to put a, a finger on what brand of basketball you're going to get in the postseason. Um, you know, Brad Underwood's tried to take everything in stride as teaching moments. You know, and he's, he's cautiously optimistic. Hey, we won the Big Ten title in the tournament last year, and we got bounced in the round of 32 because they had a terrible draw against Loyola Chicago. And he's hopeful that, hey, we, we lose in our opening round matchup in the Big Ten tourney. Maybe we can reverse fortunes in the NCAA tournament and blaze a trail to New Orleans. Uh, I could tell you this. You know, Jeff Goodman and I have been doing live on the line this week, and, and Jeff uh, has been talking to me. He's big on Illinois. He's picking him in the Final Four. I can't quite get there. Uh, but when this team congeals and they're playing their best basketball, they can beat anybody in the country. They have no weaknesses. They have depth. They have the guard play. Andre Corbello had one of the sickest passes you'll ever see in that loss against Indiana. He got uh, you know, the big man in the middle in Kofi Coburn. who's a double-doubles machine. Trent Frazier is an arc assassin. He's getting his shot back. Same with Andre Corbello and established some consistency there. And I think they've really missed Jacob Grandis in these last couple of games. A guy that does a lot of the, the dirty work. He's averaging 10.3 points per game. He's expected to be back coming off that shoulder injury, according to Underwood, uh, for their opening round matchup against the Mox. Again, if Illinois can pull it all together and do it over a steady slate of games, you could be partying on Bourbon Street with yours truly if you want to come on down and drink tequila with me, hombre. Look, that is a man that you do want to hang out and drink tequila with. His name is Brad Evans. Live on the line, watch it on Stadium Network. He's the EP of gaming content at Bally Sports as well. After watching the Big Ten tournament, what do you take away from what we saw from Iowa's run? Magical, man. And I could say this about the, this Iowa team. This team is so much better without Luka Garza on the floor. And it sounds nutty to say that, but Fran is able to run the offensive sets that he truly desires. The floor spacing is there. Uh, the fluid flow of play is there. They are executing at an astronomical level offensively since February 1st, and, and the advanced analytics bear that out. At Bart Torvik, they're number one in adjusted offensive efficiency. They're hitting like 1.258 points per possession. That's unreal. So, you know, when you have the, the veteran savvy, got Bohan in there and his bank shots and all the BS that he, you know, tends to uh, execute on in, in high-leverage situations, you have Keegan Murray, who to me reminds me, and I, I'm not saying like, I'm saying light here, of Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, he's long, he's athletic, uh, and he's a guy that can beat you at the top of the key with threes. He'll dribble drive and kiss it off the glass, a rim rocket. He's a good rim protector as well. Stout defender. Like, I, this Iowa team has the goods, and, and Mount Fran right now is not even remotely smoldering. Like, he's not even red in the face. Fran's been smiling. He's so pleased with the product on the floor, and he should be, because this team is humming, firing at all cylinders, 
And I'll be honest with you, Lawrence, I've got Iowa representing what I feel is going to be the upside-down region of this NCAA tournament in the Midwest in the Final Four. I was laughing yesterday because uh, my good friend uh, Shakia Taylor had thrown up there uh, names of old players that have been around for forever, and she threw up Aaron Kraft. And I was like, Jordan Bohannon. Like, Jordan Bohannon (laughs) started his career at Iowa during the Obama administration. Him yeah. and Charlie Moore, Charlie Moore, the the, the point oh. guard at Miami, these guys are 24 years old. Yeah, Jalen Coleman lands. Yes. There's another one who started at Illinois. I think he's uh, an AARP member, Lawrence, and he's with <laughs> Kansas. Like, bro, these guys are on the Evan Eshmeyer, Luke Recker, Jess Settle yes. program right now, right? It's, it's crazy, but old teams typically win – in the postseason, and I'm glad you brought up Charlie Moore because I think Miami, um, you know, we've seen seven and ten seeds have a tremendous amount of success knocking off a two seed in the last ten years. In fact, it's happened in nine of the last ten NCAA tournaments, and I think Miami could be that team this year because of that veteran savvy that they have at the backcourt, and I think they would match up extraordinarily well with an Auburn team who's just gotten erratic play out of their guards despite the brilliance of Jabari Smith, despite the brilliance of uh, Walker Kessler, like Charlie Moore, he could be delivering the goods and maybe a knockout blow to one of the higher seeds in this NCAA tournament in the Auburn Tigers. You have, have given us Miami. I'm curious, because you watch everything, who's a team that you're excited about seeing them in the tournament that maybe a lot of people are like, I don't know that much about that squad? Oh, it's the Fighting Jackrabbits of South Dakota State. Uh, they are in a 4 13 matchup in that Midwest region, which I told you, it's it's going to be chaos. I think it's going to be the best way to describe Against it. Against Providence. Uh, you know, Providence is favored only by a deuce um, here in Sin City where, you know, you're talking to me right now. And this South Dakota State team, man, oh, my goodness, they can score the basketball. You know, you think of them as kind of like an, an Iowa-like team in the way that they run sets, uh, the way that they, you know, space the floor. And they got a kid in Baylor, Shireman, uh, who is an absolute marksman from outside – Lawrence, they got four different dudes, four different dudes that net over 40% from distance. And I'm not talking like small sample size. Like these are guys jacking like 100 threes on the season. They're number one in the country in three-point percentage offense. Uh, South Dakota State, uh, I think, is going to knock off the Big East regular season champs, who honestly, I mean, if you look at the advanced analytics, KenPom.com, ShotQuality.com, they are the luckiest team in the nation based on some of those metrics that are out there. And I think that's going to you know, come to fruition. And Lady Luck uh, is going to you know, turn a blind eye to him, and South Dakota State's going to survive in advance. So watch out for those Jackrabbits, man. They're an awesome team and very explosive offensively. So while you're hanging out there in Vegas, and obviously a big reason why you're in Vegas is the tournament and you're hanging out at Circa, which is great, are, are you thinking about maybe placing a wager on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? <laughs> well, I wish I would have had some inside scoop. Uh, before, you know, yesterday. And way to go, Tom. A way to, you know, uh, steal the show from Selection Sunday. Just give, just give us one day, Tom. Really? Seriously, bro? Uh, but anyway, yeah, look, the NFC's wide open. And with Aaron Rodgers coming back, and, you know, now you know Green Bay's going to be cash draft. We're going to see what they can do in the free agent market via the draft to fill whatever holes that they have. they got a lot of them on defense. Uh, I think the band's going to get back together uh, in Tampa. I think Rock's going to come back. I think they're going to re-sign Leonard Fournette. He's an unrestricted free agent. They've already tagged Chris Godwin. He's got to recover from uh, the ACL injury. But you got Mike Evans still there. I mean, they're loaded 
you know, and Antonio Brown, sorry, he's going to be, you know, the Fresh Prince meme all alone because nobody wants him uh, due to the toxicity that guy brings to a clubhouse. So uh, I think, you know, if I had some cash and I got plenty in my pocket right now, Lawrence, uh, yeah, I probably should fire off a ticket now before all the value is sucked out of the room on Tampa. I think they're going to represent the NFC, and they're going to be right there at the bitter end. Uh, maybe it's the Buffalo Bills at next year's Super Bowl or this year's Super Bowl in Phoenix. You can check out Brad on Live on the Line on the Stadium Network. Check out his work on Bally Sports as well. And follow him on Twitter. I'm telling you, he gives winners. I just kind of quietly go, oh, Brad's suggesting this? Let me go and do that. And I've gone for the ride, and I have enjoyed the ride. Sir, I promise you that when you get back to Chicago, tequila, you and I. (laughs) Well, we'll get the crew out. Uh, We'll get my guy Steve Bardo out. We'll get Cam Smith out, who I do live on the line with. He's with me here in Vegas. We'll get Russ Dorsey uh, we're gonna, out we're there. We're going to tear down the town, man. Uh, Chicago Fire Part 2, it's on. Dude, have a good time. Stay safe out there, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Muchas gracias. Get some winners, America. Win your brackets. I'm out. That is Brad Evans. Fade the noise. I love that dude. He's so great. I'm glad that he's... It's, it's weird because, like, I get to see all of my friends, like, working together. Brad's working with Cam. He's working with Bardo. He's working with Russ Dorsey. They're all, like, in. It's very cool. It's a very, very cool thing. This text was, like, no Loyola preview. I think Loyola is going to have a really hard time, but they they often surpass whatever you think. The matchup with Ohio State is one of the better matchups that they could have hoped for as far as where they're seated. I don't see them meeting Illinois in the Elite Eight. I don't think either team gets there. But I could see them at least winning against Ohio State. I do not see them winning against Villanova. I just don't. And there's your Loyola preview. When we come back, there's a lot of stuff happening. So I'm going to kind of... Do a little rapid fire. There's Cubs news. There's Bears news. There's White Sox news. And the Bulls play tonight. Pre-game starts at 845. Where? Here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. At one o'clock, we will talk with Lamont Pope, who covers the White Sox for the Tribune. We will get an up-close look at what's going on with the South Side Nine. There's news about them. The news is they 
made some additions to the team this past weekend. And I think that, that they're solid moves. They bring in Josh Harrison. It's a solid move to have a professional second baseman available. It's not spectacular, but it's solid. And I think that he'll probably fit in very well with this this clubhouse. I was really excited about the Joe Kelly move. Joe Kelly has been one of the best relievers in the game. He's got a couple of different pitches. He can come out of the bullpen and help you in a number of ways. His role is well-defined as being the, the type of guy that you can use to set up. But Rick Hahn announced today that there's some sort of nerve injury that Joe Kelly is going through. Therefore, he will not be ready for opening day. You're going to hear this around baseball a ton this spring. Part of the bad part of the lockout is that for 100 days, players weren't allowed to talk to the team. They weren't allowed to talk with doctors and trainers of the team. So now everyone is playing catch-up. Reporting day was yesterday out in the desert and in Florida, and everyone's playing catch-up on where everyone is physically. Another piece of news on the White Sox is Michael Kopech apparently had some sort of illness. The White Sox are not saying what it is, but it didn't allow him to ramp up. So he won't be quite ready. Hopefully he'll be ready by opening day or three or four days after opening day. But he won't be quite ready. You're going to hear this a ton. Meanwhile, in Mesa, the Cubs got some issues too. Ian Happ had elbow surgery. He is doing stuff. They're hopeful he will be ready by opening day. That's the hope. Adbert Alzali is having some issues with his shoulder. That is someone that the Cubs were expecting to have in their rotation. We'll see what the latest is on him over the next few days. So there's the latest with the White Sox and the Cubs. No one has signed Correa yet. No one has signed Trevor Story yet. The Twins are out here like being aggressive, so we'll see who they end up signing. The Bears are going to sign Larry Ogunjobi, the defensive tackle from the Cincinnati Bengals. And according to Brad Biggs, those numbers are three years, $40.5 million, $26 million guaranteed. He had a great year last year. Someone that can play in the middle of your, your line that can, I'm guessing, act as the three technique in Matt Eberflus's system. Played all 16 games. And over the last four seasons, he's only missed two games. Seven sacks for him. 49 tackles for him. 16 hits on the quarterback last season. Had one of his best seasons. I really like this signing. And now we'll see because the Bears have kind of changed who they are over the last few days. And I think it's a good thing. I think that Ryan Poles has come in and said, I am stripping away stuff. I want to start and do my thing. And that's why you see Khalil Mack get traded. 
Tariq Cohen get cut, and you just want to kind of start reshaping it the way that you want the team to look. Speaking of former Bears, Mitchell Trubisky signed a two-year deal with the Steelers. Brandon, do you know what the, the numbers are on that? The numbers come out? I haven't seen the numbers yet. The numbers haven't came out yet. Okay, we'll keep looking. Two-year deal for Mitchell in, in Pittsburgh. I said during transition probably four weeks ago, he's way better than Mason Rudolph. Way better. I think that he will like the structure of a Mike Tomlin coach team. And my hope for Mitch is that he can live up to what I think is, is big potential. But this will be the year or the two years where he'll have to do it, or he'll be relegated to career backup status, which you can make a lot of money in. Brian Hoyer just, just signed a two-year deal. I think that we might have to put Brian Hoyer in the Hall of Fame at the bank because he doesn't play really at all anymore, and he is still out here cashing checks. He's no Chase Daniel. But he is out here getting paid. What's the latest at White Sox camp? We are going to talk with Lamont Pope about that next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 